Joining me today, Illinois State Representative from the 118th District, Mr. Patrick Windhorst. Uh, Representative, thanks for the time. Oh, thank you, Will. Appreciate you having me on. So the spring legislation, or rather spring session, wrapped up, uh, was it on Saturday morning about 6 a.m.? Yes, I believe the official time of adjournment was 6.09 a.m. on Saturday. And this concluded after a 20-hour session day in Springfield that ended with the adoption of a budget. I always sort of look aghast at the process in Illinois. It often reminds me of my college days whenever I would wait until the absolute last minute uh, to try to put together some kind of uh, term paper. And uh, thankfully, I would get the job done, but it would have been a lot easier if I would have just started a little bit earlier. So the question is this, does the legislative process look as messy in news reports as it actually is in practice? I don't think so. I think uh, that is one of the more shocking things uh, about my time uh, as state representative is just seeing, you know, as they say, how the sausage is made. It's not pretty. It's an ugly process. There seems to be a lot of time wasted and then a lot of things rushed through, uh, which makes a person wonder why when we were wasting time, couldn't we have been spending time doing this? Uh, the only thing I can think, uh, just to, I guess to put it in the best light for those who are in this miserable process is that they have to get to a deadline to focus people into to making a decision uh, on how they're going to vote. Now, for me, it's pretty uh, easy. I know how I'm going to vote based on the issue and based on the policies being put forward, but I think that may not be true of all the members, particularly in the majority party. So ultimately, it was a $46 billion spending plan that was adopted. When you looked at this budget, uh, one, uh, how, I guess, how did you vote and why? Well, I voted against it. Uh, the, the reason I voted against it is because we had an opportunity this year uh, to really make some meaningful changes uh, to our budget uh, based on additional revenues that we had seen come from the federal government and COVID relief funds, as well as from increased revenues from what's being caused by inflation. Uh, instead of taking efforts to make structural reforms to the budget so that way when there may be a downturn in the economy and we may have a deficit again, we have those corrections made. Instead, new programs were added, new spending was added, as has been the habit in Springfield for, seems like, for generations. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to see revenues drop off and we will then see the deficit uh, for our state budget come back. We, uh, we estimate that revenues in this budget increased, I'm sorry, that spending rather increased about 10% and the estimated revenues are actually going to be in a state of decline after this year. So we've put ourselves in an unsustainable path. And then there were, were like individual things that were just frankly not handled correctly. One of them has to do with the spending of ARPA funds from the federal government. Uh, instead of taking uh, $1 billion of those, those funds and putting it toward uh, our unemployment insurance trust fund and that deficit, it was instead used to spend on pet projects in Democratic districts only. That to me was wrong. It was a, a wasteful, uh, inappropriate use of money, and we would have been better served to address uh, dealing with our debts that, that we uh, 
we should rather than having future tax increases, which are almost certainly to occur based on this proposal. And also included in this budget was some direct payments to Illinois residents. Can you talk about that? Yes, this was uh, part of a, a tax relief package that was uh, put forward by the, the Democratic majority. Uh, I think relief probably should be in quotation marks. Uh, it was not the relief that I or other Republicans wanted to see occur. Uh, this is going to be temporary relief, one-time $50 to $100 payments, and then we will see some uh, pulling back of the gas tax. Uh, well, actually, just the inflation uh, spike will not uh, go into effect until January 1st rather than July 1st uh, of this year. You know, these are efforts being designed pretty clearly around the election from the Democratic Party. A lot of the quote-unquote relief is going to expire after the first of the year. Uh, Our proposal was, if we're going to have tax relief, which Republicans have advocated for, let's make it permanent. And one of the ones we, you and I have discussed before has to do with the additional sales tax on gas. This would have been a great time for us to correct that issue. Uh, We were one of seven states that charges, in addition to a motor fuel tax, we charge an additional sales tax uh, on the tax of gas. And we could have fixed that and would have really given some some meaningful and long-term relief at the pump rather than us being 50 to 70 cents a gallon more expensive than our, our surrounding states. We're joined today by uh, Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst uh, talking a little bit about the budget. And I want to talk about a specific piece of legislation that I was just bowled over by. I talked about it on the show last week. I'd like to get your Uh, take on it. There was a bill sponsored by, uh, I believe, Representative Delgado that received some bipartisan support, but it, to me, was one of the more bizarre things I'd ever seen, and it codified into law that if your car is stolen from you, if there's a carjacking that happens to you, and your vehicle uh, is towed or runs through a red light camera or something, that you're no longer going to be held accountable for those tow fees and for those uh, red light tickets. Now, Representative, I have to ask, how in the world was anybody who had been carjacked being held responsible for red light tickets uh, that were the responsibility of somebody who had stolen the car in the first place? Well, I don't believe it has occurred. The, The sponsor of the legislation could not provide an example of it ever occurring. And the other thing about uh, that piece of legislation is that it was already in the law that if your car was stolen, you weren't responsible for the um, the red light cameras or any of the tolls that may be uh, assessed while the person was in possession of your, of your vehicle while having stolen it. Um, so to me, this addition of adding hijacking or carjacking was really unnecessary. I mean, the sponsor couldn't explain why the stolen portion of of the current law wasn't enough to cover the situation. It seemed like it was just an effort, as we saw a lot uh, this session, it was an effort by the Democrats to correct prior mistakes they've made uh, in legislation over the last few years, but they were small measures that either aren't going to have any impact at all or have very minor impact. So this is a, a great example of that. The law really already covered this situation, and it was just a matter of passing something to say that something had been passed. And we see uh, several pieces of legislation in regard to crime that were passed, and I think this speaks to the fact that Republicans have done a 
very good job of driving the narrative, uh, which is a real narrative based upon people's lived existences in the city of Chicago and across the state, that crimes are real problem. Uh, Democrats say that they have done things to bring down crime with legislation adopted in this session. Uh, what is your take on their efforts? Well, they're, they're really, uh, I, I don't think you even call them half measures. They don't even get to the halfway point of what should be done. In fact, we may have taken a step back in some of the things that were, were passed. There was an effort, again, in the middle of the night, we're talking about 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, to put forward a trailer for the quote-unquote Safety Act, the bill that passed last January. And, goodness, that bill uh, that, that we passed just uh, Saturday, that was passed just Saturday, essentially doesn't do anything, doesn't address the elimination of cash bail, it doesn't do anything to uh, deal with the people who are on electronic monitoring as part of a release from jail who commit crimes. It, in fact, puts a heightened standard in the law for prosecutors to try to revoke the uh, electronic monitoring. It uh, it was really a, a dismal, dismal effort uh, on the part of the, of the Democratic majority. And again, a lot of this is just done to do something to say something has been done when really it's going to have no lasting effect. You know, and just, and with that being said, what is extra irritating and really should be concerning to the voters is this is done, this bill that I've just mentioned dropped in the middle of the night while everybody was asleep and was voted on within a few hours at four in the morning. No public input, no real law enforcement input other than they sponsor said he talked to some law enforcement agencies or associations prior to the bill being put forward, but we didn't get their input on the actual final product. It was a terrible way to handle this, which is a, a huge issue for our state, and uh, it's going to continue to be a huge issue until it's corrected. Well, I've been around long enough to know that when somebody says they've talked to some unnamed law enforcement agency, what it really means is they you know, tipped their hat to the security guard as they walked into the Capitol building. I mean, if you're not going to say who it is specifically that you spoke to, you're just uh, doing window dressing during debate. But again, um, shocked but not uh, or surprised, I suppose, uh, is not something that I am that happens to me very often in regard to the legislative process anymore. Um, In terms of anything beyond the budget, beyond the, the crime issues, were there any pieces of legislation that were adopted this session uh, that you had been advocating for or that someone else had been advocating for that you felt were positive developments? Well, we have been uh, advocating for a few things, uh, some uh, extra help for our schools uh, dealing with the evidence-based funding and also school construction, which we believe is going to come through and allow a lot of these schools that have been waiting for, well, some of them have been waiting since 2004 and five to get school constru- uh, construction grants. Uh, there was some legislation put forward that's going to allow that process to occur uh, and hopefully uh, allow it to occur in a timely fashion rather than what we've been waiting nearly 20 years for, for uh, prior approvals. Uh, so we, and then I, have put forward some legislation that uh, dealt with youth entrepreneurs, which um, 
we'll provide them with some assistance through uh, these entrepreneurial assistance centers at DCEO, uh, which hopefully will help us keep some of the young people uh, who are interested in, in starting businesses in, in uh, Illinois here and able to start them and give them the help in doing that. Uh, there was a lot that came through in the last day. Most of it was <laughs> uh, bad. Some of it was not as bad as others, but um, we'll be going through a lot of those bills and highlighting uh, the, the good stuff that uh, we were able to support uh, going forward here, hopefully soon. Illinois State Representative Patrick Windhorst with me today. Representative, anything else you want to mention before we let you go? No, it's just this, as you, I think, suggested at the, at the start, we had a earlier end of session. Normally, it's the end of May when we're done. This was beginning of April. A lot that was due to the change in the primary election and election schedules kind of play an oversized impact on what the, the uh, legislative schedule will be. But it does not look like, based on what occurred, that we're going to be back in session until sometime in the fall, maybe not till after the election. Uh, so everything that has happened to this point is kind of uh, baked in, and we'll see the arguments uh, being put forward on each side. And uh, I, I think the, the voters will see what has occurred over the last several years with one-party control of uh, Springfield and that we need that a change in direction. Patrick Windhorst with us today. Representative, thanks for the time. Thank you. Appreciate it.